0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Steve Rosenblum. We suck so your self quaranting doesn't
2: have to. Mark Grody. I think there will be lasting derivatives of this once we get through it. And hopefully we will um, with minimal damage. That um, people will be more aware, honestly, of washing their hands. And um, Good thing. And apparently wiping. Apparently
0: wiping. They suck, so you don't have to. They can do what they have to do. They know what they have to do. Now they don't have any problem getting it done.
1: Founding members of the WB Club. Wake
2: and they Come on. Where's Toby? Well, so I'm practicing, you know, social distancing and... I have a few tips for everybody, you know. You know, no sharing pipes or joints, things like that.
3: The three words that describe
1: this show, and I quote, stink, stank,
2: stunk.
0: It's Saturday suckage on the score.
1: We should be 670 WSUK. Good morning, welcome in. Saturday Suckage here for you. Steve Rosenblum, Mark Grody. We're broadcasting live from the Hyundai studios brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. I'm broadcasting from my place. Mark Grody is broadcasting. He's been a man about town, a man about the burbs, a man about the city. Where is
2: Mark Grody? To, where in the world is Carmen San Diego Mark Grody? Mark Rodi today is 35 floors up in his high-rise place. I am looking over beautiful Lake Michigan right now and I see count them two boats floating about very well distanced So that says to me that there are not boats allowed to be out there in mass as of yet because on a daylight like today in the great big beautiful city of Chicago normally there would be if I may say a bevy of boats and I just don't see that. In the distance, I see castaways towards Belmont, a beautiful harbor bar and place where people like to hang out and lay out. And there's nobody laying out right now. So I guess the mayor has kind of pulled people back in from the premature opening. And then I believe the real opening of the lakefront would be on the 20th. Third, I want to say I think that would be the 23rd that would be Monday Sunday or Sunday or Monday something like that so that's the full description of where I am Stevie Sunshine and sunshine would be the right word today
1: yeah well no not really but okay I'm glad to see that you have a nice view and the boats are both practicing social distancing and are they wearing masks are the boats wearing masks
2: well, I'll have to get out my creepy binoculars to
1: <laughs> 30 realize five floors that.
2: Up. Yeah. That'd be good. Anybody who has binoculars 35 floors up in a view like I do, if you have binoculars, you might be creepy. I
1: don't think there's any might about it. I think No, there's right no there. might. You're right. Yeah, there's no <laughs> might about it. You're, you're creepy. Yeah, all right. I well, have to tell
2: uh, you, I actually I own a pair of binoculars because when I had my, my five-year anniversary... At the score, which was like about five years ago or something like that, Uh Um, uh, they give you a catalog, and in this catalog, you are allowed to select a, quote, gift for yourself. And it's like one of those airplane catalogs where it's sort of, they're sort of impractical novelty items, but the one thing that looked like it might be practical for me was binoculars. And that was only because, that was only because you know, covering baseball games and things like that.
1: No, they are, they're very helpful in football. Even even the veterans, even you you'll see old Moon Mullin there and he'll be he'll be whipping out his his binoculars and he'll be checking out the uh, the big uglies on the offensive and defensive line cuz that's where the game is. That's what Moon has always believed and he's got the he's got the binoculars to prove it.
2: Well, I got to get Moon down on the sidelines with me sometime because you know what when you're you know on the what? sidelines, you don't so much need binoculars. No, you don't. You need Kevlar, and it's a.
1: Do you think I'll be different... on the
2: sidelines this year, Steve?
1: I do not. I don't think there'll be a sidelines <laughs> on which to be. Right. Let's let's just take a look at yesterday. If you're if you're posting a final score, if you're running a a caption, a crawl across ESPN or whatever. COVID nineteen sports minus hope. So you got the Phillies, Blue Jays, and Astros reporting players and staff tested positive for the virus or showing signs of it while at their spring training facilities. And they would be in the dumbest state in the country, in Florida. Major League Baseball will now close all spring training training sites in Florida and Arizona for deep cleaning and will not permit players or staff in until they pass a COVID-19 test. So this was yesterday, by the way, update Saturday, two Angels players were confirmed testing positive. Meanwhile, the NHL confirmed on Friday, 11 players have tested positive for COVID-19. And this, by the way, is just for voluntary workouts. This isn't mandatory team workouts. So you have NHL players, even before these, these numbers were known, players like Patrick Kane, A player of the highest ability at the highest level, one of the showpieces, one of the hood ornaments for this league of terrific athletic ability is saying, whoa, we aren't anywhere yet. Let's see where this goes. He was clearly hesitant. He clearly has reason to be. Okay, then the PGA is heard from. Nick Watney tests positive for COVID-19. Meanwhile, the NBA, they have this bubble plan in Orlando. Orange County is spiking. Florida added 4,000, more than 4,000 new cases of COVID-19 overnight. Clemson reported 23 players tested positive. UCLA players are so afraid of exactly what you would be afraid of in college that the football players demanded that a third party health official be on hand for all football activities to see the protocols for COVID-19 are followed because they don't trust Chip Kelly's program to act in the best interest. NFL players should take note of this. NFL players are playing in a league that refused to admit concussion damage intrinsic to a head-banging sport. The league hired quacks to write fairytale reviews to downplay brain damage. Of course, NFL players, we've heard Contributed to the issue by finding ways to deny they had concussions. But, Mark, let me ask you something. You cover the Bears, maybe on the sideline, maybe not, but the Bears had some people talking this week. Given the league's history, would you, if you had Green Bay's team doctor examining Aaron Rodgers, would a Green Bay team doctor really admit that Aaron Rodgers' temperature is over 98.6?
2: I think in the case of Aaron Rodgers, yes, because Aaron Rodgers is a smart— Yeah, because Aaron Rodgers would want to know. That's the only reason I say that, because Aaron Rodgers is a guy who's been around long enough. He's a made man. He's an outspoken guy, and I would imagine that he has a pretty practical outlook on COVID-19. So, yeah, I— I, I do, I do think. I think that I think that Aaron, like, if you're actually just specifically asking about Aaron Rodgers, I do think they would. I think that Aaron Rodgers would insist.
1: Do you think, see, one of the things, um, and I think it was on um, the Molly and Haas show, and I think it was Molly and Zach Zabin on Friday, Eddie O was on, and we're talking about the Belmont. And by the way, you're talking live sports, we're talking a dearth of live sports. The live sports that is on the score today. We're live sports, it's happening. Today at 3.30, the score begins coverage of the Belmont Stakes. Bet it all on Secretariat, that's what I say. But Eddie O is on and he (laughs) makes an excellent point, an excellent point that goes for every sport. Who's administering the tests? Team doctors or third parties? And if you watched anything that, you know, North Dallas 40 or you watched any given Sunday, you just see the way football especially twists all this stuff. You've seen it in other sports, most notably, though, in football. And you would wonder, and UCLA knows it. UCLA knows we're not letting the football people determine what the medical people should know. UCLA football players are pretty darn smart, smarter than Chip Kelly, and certainly more straight up than Chip Kelly. So so who's administering these tests? I've not heard And I wonder, in the NFL, who's administering these tests?
2: You just read off a long list of positive tests for COVID-19. Doesn't that tell you everything you need to know, that these players... These athletes are being forthright when they have symptoms, they want to know, they find out, and they make it public. So isn't that like symbolic, a little microcosm of the way it could be? I mean, I know what you're saying. I know exactly what you're saying that nobody's going to want to admit it. We We have player after player after player. Admitting it, the the league, sh- the NBA shut down because a player had it. So presumably administered by that NBA team or the league or whomever team doctors, and then boom, they shut the thing down. So I don't know if that gives you any solace, but this parade of people and athletes that are coming out with it, making it public, and I'm not sure exactly who, what the chain of making it public is, is if it's through the agents, through the player if it's a broadcaster, whatever the case may be. But it's happening already, man. I mean, we're already finding yeah, yeah. out. We're already hearing names that we know that have it and have tested positive. You started the show by 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 going through every guy bullet point by bullet point. You're right, and I, I did.
1: And here's the difference for me. To admit it when there's no sports going on and to admit it when you're in the playoffs, like in the NBA situation, you're in the playoffs. Do you... Do you come out and say, "Well, we have to have a 14-day 14-day uh, quarantine for LeBron James. He tested positive, or he's got a temperature, or he was coughing, or he suffered chills." That's, to me, that's the difference. It's one thing to do it now when there's nothing going on, and there is there is leaning towards the side of safety and being being clean and clear. And being and and masking up and doing taking all the prophylactic precautions you can, there's a difference between that and game day or playoffs.
2: With the way information is disseminated these days, I don't think there's any way to avoid it becoming public, even if the team, let's just say, worst case scenario, the team is trying to hide it. You're going to have, if a player's sick, a player's sick. If a player has symptoms that are going to keep him in, and if the symptoms are what everybody says they are for COVID 19, then it sounds like it would probably be pretty debilitating for a few days. And so I would think that if everybody tries to hide it, somebody's going to say something and it's going to come out. I think it would be quite a task, quite a task. (laughs) <laughs> to to cover it up. I think it would come out. I do have one other question, too, Steve, about something that you said that we are on today. And then we've got the Belmont Stakes, which is great because it's real sports and all that kind of stuff. Are we on until 3.30 today? No, we're on until 2. We're on until oh, 2. Oh, OK. Because Belmont I heard Stakes earlier they were. Up. OK, because I heard, like, earlier Zach and Bruce were, you know, they were pumping us up saying, you know, Rosenblum and Grody are coming up. They'll, they'll be on at 11. And then at 3.30 after them. It'll be the Belmont Stakes. So that I was thinking, oh, wow, we got a long one. Well, if you want the full schedule for this afternoon, fellas, here, I'll break it down for you. Wait, wait, hold on. Hold on, on, Trash Panda. What?
1: Trash Panda reporter. What? I just want to tell Mark. (laughs) I just want to let Mark know that given what you've seen the last couple weeks, when Zach and Bruce say something, do you really believe anything that comes out of the mouths of baseball reporters these days?
2: This is a good question. It could it could change within thirty seconds. <laughs> so you know what or not. The Sorry. word of the 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 word of the year is fluid. <laughs> All
1: right, trash panda. Okay. Cheer. So
3: so, as you
2: as you guys may or may not know, during these off times, rather than going to, uh, you know, the nationally syndicated programming when we have gaps in local programming, we've been doing some – replaying some interviews from the week, some of the best interviews. So, we will have an hour – well, I guess a little over an hour of that, in case you missed it on the score between you guys and the Belmont Stakes.
1: Okay. And that should be. There is some terrific stuff being done on the score – and we bring that back to you in case you missed it or score replay. It's, uh, it's what we're here. It's what we're here to do. Uh, what we're here to do is Saturday suckage. We suck so you, uh, your isolation, your self-isolation is a little less dreary. Although it's becoming, well, you look at these states, you look at the way things are exploding. Sports thinks it's going to come back. And all of this, and, and so many states are reporting spikes. And when you were talking about the lakefront opening for, and what what um, Mayor Lightfoot said was it was opening for exercise, just keep moving. You no, know, If you stop, right. she's going to come out with like a cattle prod or a taser, and <laughs> she's, she's going to get you. But But I understand all that. But given the profile of the rest of the nation that is pretty well locked up and locked down, compared to the stupid states, Florida, Arizona, Texas, Oklahoma, where you see just incredible spikes run by dumb people catering to dumb people. We're starting to look like that. I'm not sure I trust this phase. Do you trust this? You're gonna take the elevator 35 flights down and take a walk on the the lakefront? Do you really trust these people? That how many people will be masked up?
2: right no i'm I'm having a difficult time right now even because I have a like many of the the buildings downtown I have a I have a rooftop and I and it it had been closed but it opened in phase three I went up there with my mask and there was probably uh, there's you know there's a capacity up there there's probably thirty people it, w- it was at capacity by the rooftop which is understandable I think I was the only one wearing a mask you know oh. um seriously like and I and I you know, I, um, I am not a uh, finger pointer, you know, but I at that I was like, OK, <laughs> I'm going to do my walk around here and then I'm going to go back and sit in my place. So the, the keep it moving thing on the lake is good if they can manage to continue to do that. But, yeah, there's still too many people that are not wear- like, like all of a sudden the safest place to go in terms of mask wearing are the grocery stores, because they mandate it. You know, any indoor facility, whether you're going into a Starbucks or any place that is allowed to be open right now for customers, that's your safest bet right now. So I'm having trouble trusting it. Isn't it ironic, too, that at the beginning of this, Chicago was in super bad shape just because of the sheer size of the city and all of that, and there was the talk of, you know, one of the initial plans was to play ball, play baseball in Arizona where everything was all good and now everything is not all good in Arizona and suddenly Chicago is looking better and better for hub city types of things. It ain't going to happen. Well, maybe in hockey, I don't know. But Chicago has done well. I hope we don't stunt our progress, though.
1: Well, that's what I I see. We just have no – these phases are yet another version of um, a lack of – a lack of self-control that this country is known for and we've seen it people you know armed people show up in in Michigan and in the, in the the capital because they want to get their haircut or get a pedicure it's it's just the rise <laughs> of incredibly stupid things and you've got people camping out in in Oklahoma and and for a week now and there's nothing healthy about that there are no bathrooms around they have reports of of people relieving themselves uh, in the streets, and it's just—it's it, not from the top down. There's this has just been handled so stupidly, and then you look at other countries. Look at Germany. Angela Merkel, she's she's got a handle on things. The people went along with it. They have, you know, that's that's why they can have nice things. They get the Bundesliga, right? Don't they? Don't they get kickball? Even without fans, they get live sports. There are countries that observed the proper, took the proper steps, and a populace that that went along with it and showed the discipline. And compare that to what you're seeing, the numbers you're seeing in the United States, and it's crazy. John Fritchie used to be a used to be a politician, uh, um, state rep in in Illinois, said. Canada, Canada must be must be thinking it's the neighbor that lives above a meth lab, and <laughs> I, I thought that was a great line. And it looked the numbers, the testing numbers, the positive numbers, that just the the craziness exists that way. That's why we can't have check, nice things.
2: Check this out: former Baltimore Orioles star Adam Jones went oh. 0 for 3. In his debut with the Oryx Buffaloes in a 9-1 loss to the Tokyo Raccoon Golden Eagles in the Pacific League. Ladies and gentlemen, Japanese baseball started up yesterday. They are good to go. Former Dodgers and Oakland A's pitcher, Zach Neal, threw a one-hit ball for six innings to lead the Cebu Lions in a 3-0 win over the Nippon Ham Fighters of the, the Pacific League. So in other words... Keep an eye on what's going on in Japan. They, they had a long layoff. They have started it up. I think they have over 100 games that they will be allowed to play, and uh, they're, they're giving it a go, man. So there's something symbolic of perhaps what you're talking about.
1: Well, they're, they're societies that, that observe, the, that show the discipline, show the self-control, that realize there's a greater good, and, it just, in, and even if you want to be selfish the way most Americans are, what about me? What about me? How do I do this? How, what does it mean to me? And, and that mentality, you should worry about staying healthy. And I don't know how you disbelieve the science in this. You have to be incredibly stupid to disbelieve people who are spouting that science is wrong, that your rights have been violated. If you want, you, you do have the right to die, uh, but you don't have the right to kill me. And that's where we are in this thing. Well, how sports gets goes forward with this, I don't know. We'll we'll talk about it. It just seems, doesn't it seem odd to you that you hear these numbers, you hear what COVID-19 did yesterday to sports, and we're talking about the Bears are talking about swagger and baseballs arguing over money,
2: right? Does, can it just doesn't? Yeah. Hey man, I got it. I mean, I got to admit, I'm I'm guilty. I'm guilty. Like All right, tell in, me. I, share, share with sure. I'm guilty as in I have been and and maybe I'm a look the other way guy. You know what I'm saying? Like I have been more interested in in talking about the haggling in in baseball over mm-hmm. money and the games and it all kind of sucks. And I I had I did a show last night. I had Cam Allison from NBC Chicago talking about the Bears and just kind of towards the end you know, I said something like, well, hope, you know, hope to see you in Lake Forest and standing on the sidelines and watching. And, and, you know, I said, I see, I said, you know, I assume we're going to be there. And he, he said, no, get used to Zoom meetings. I doubt that we're going to be all be assembling. <laughs> I have just what? sort of done the, uh, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it.
1: Stick your fingers uh, I, in your ear. Go, la, 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 kind of. La,
2: la, la. <laughs> yeah. That's the way I've been. And and I think it's because it's my livelihood, you know. Sure. I and it. so. That, that's why I've been torn, and I don't get into like the realism that you are giving us here today. And I, 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 I ain't mad at you. I mean, I get where you're coming from, but yeah, like I've been, I've been trying to progress as much as I possibly can as normal. And yes, I admit I have been sticking my fingers in my ears.
1: Okay, that's fine. That's fine. You took your fingers out of your ears to
2: to listen to flip coach flip we call him coach flip do you call him coach flip (laughs) not yet i'm not comfortable there were some reporters on the zoom calls who were like hey what's up flip i'm like really you guys i don't know maybe they know him from a past stop he has he has gotten around the nfl but no i don't feel comfortable calling him flip until i've met the man and and you know shook his hand and had more than one conversation with him i don't know where those reporters were getting off man
1: Okay, well, well, we'll we'll talk about Coach Flip because he's um, he was kind of flipped with some words. I want to get your impression of it. He's Mark Grody. Okay. I'm Steve Rosenblum, as <laughs> Terry Boers says, Rosenblum. That was from a that was from a Mike Lederman, the legendary Mike Lederman on Sportsfire. And really? Yeah, we, we were doing an intro with Boers, and and I think it was Brian Hewitt and. And Mike Leader was good, and Steve Rosenblum, <laughs> and Boris never forgot it, as Terry is likely to never forget a um, verbal gaffe. So, I'm Steve Rosenblum. Hi, Terry. Hey, T. Boris. How you doing? And he's Mark Rohde. And we are Saturday Suckage, sucking so your quarantine doesn't have to, sucking so your violation of mask rules doesn't have to, I guess. And we'll come back and we'll talk about the bears, my friend. How is that, my friend? Okay, Mark, my bears. friend. Bears.
0: Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
3: Um, there's a lot of different roles of command in playing the quarterback position. Number one, I think you need to have command of yourself. And, and command of yourself in terms of the, the, the quarterback lifestyle that we always talk about to adhere to what we need those our quarterbacks to uh, adhere to in terms of their lifestyle, living, breathing, eating, sleeping football. Uh, number two, I think you need to have command of obviously the offense and, and the scheme. Uh, knowing what the coaches are asking you to do, playing within yourself. Um, and then the thirdly, I think you need to have command of the team in some fashion, uh, whether it be, you know, a rah-rah guy, uh, there's different types of leadership, whether it be somebody that leads by example. So I think there's three levels to it. I think it's command of yourself. I think it's command of the offense. And I think it's command of...
1: There's coach flip command of the team in some form, even if you're just the guy making dinner reservations, which is what Mitch Trubisky is most famous for. I'm Steve Rosenblum. He's Mark Grody. We're uh, talking bears, um, bears coach, coach flip. Hey, coach flip. Talk to us. Coach flip. He did this week, Mark. What'd you think of coach flip? Even though you don't call him coach.
2: No, he is uh, to me, he is John De Filippo until I actually meet him <laughs> and feel like I can actually refer to him by his nickname, Flip. So I'm gonna yeah. stay by that particular standard. Yeah, it was a lot of hype for sure, man. There's no doubt about it. these are these are Matt Neggie's guys. Great attitudes. Yep. They speak about the why. They speak Matt Nagy. There's no doubt about it. And what I know...
1: (laughs) Is there a decoder ring? There is a a decoder ring, and I got it. All their speakers go to 11. That's just the Matt Nagy guys.
2: What I have learned in my career covering football is that the job of the position coach is from a public standpoint is to play the part of hype men. These are... Their guys, these players, and these assistants have been tasked by the head coach, and in this case Uh Matt Nagy, to make them good. So if they don't say good things about them, in theory they are denigrating themselves and hurting their own chances for a long career with the Bears. It is, however, my job as a reporter, and I suppose your job too as talk show host, and me as talk show host as well, but I'll just put on my reporter hat right now to decipher... What is real coming out of these guys such as as competition at cornerback if you, if you will with Jalen Johnson and Deshay Townsend but I know we're talking about um, mm-hmm. John D Filippo how about with the Filippo you know it, it, do you believe him when he says this is as open of a quarterback competition as I have ever seen as a matter of fact I have been told by the trash Panda that we do have that cut here it is
3: I think so, for sure. And now, you know, Mitch is going to be the, – the he's going to start off. has, has been well-documented with the first string when we go out there. But, yeah, I mean, this is as open competitions I've been involved in, for sure. Yes, I would say yes.
2: He, he's been around a long time, and I asked that question. And, and, you know, when you get a short answer like that, it's usually more believable. So I have no reason not to believe that, and I don't think that was necessarily – a hype answer. So, in in my deciphering of what is real, that's what I was able to find. Okay,
1: I still have this thought that they're they've already seen how little practice means when it involves Mitch Trubisky because it doesn't translate. The head coach has seen that it doesn't translate to games. And. If what you say is right, I believe that, that you, you bring your guys in to coach and you want them, they, they all have the naggy speak down and, and the naggy sound, the tone, the enthusiasm and all that. Right. That, that it's open, I guess, is open to interpretation. And my version of that is it's Foles' job because they know Mitch can't do it. Because they don't trust him to go from practice to games because that's what the guy who hired them has seen in his time with this quarterback. That's the way I read it. I'm, I, we, we haven't seen anything on the field to, to, other than Mitch's failure to, to improve, to back that up. But that's the way I look at it.
2: You're right, man. I mean, it was uh, every, every week last week, they had great weeks of practice. No doubt about it. So, th- this is going to be one of the most important collective coaching jobs the Bears have had to do under this regime, for sure. A because of the compromised off season, and B because of what you're saying—that that Mitch Trubisky has always been a leader. He's always looked good in practice. He has always had command of the room. He's had all of that. He's had passion, energy, and swagger. He owns that, man. Um, there's no doubt. So it's it. Matt Nagy has that intel. He knows in the back of his mind that he has seen this before. And so he's going to have to, to lean on some of those assistants and John DeFilippo and, and Bill Lazor and maybe to a lesser degree uh, Juan Castillo to really make a collective and unfortunately quick decision because of the lack of time that is going to be involved in, in this training camp. And I don't know what the PC is going to look like. They're saying two games. There might only be one game or zero games in the preseason so it's there is going to be some hardcore um you know backroom meetings that are going to have to take place between matt nagy and his offensive coaching staff to figure this out and get it right and take all that intelligence into mind i've been saying that right now like if you want to break it down matt or right now, at this moment, Mitchell Trubisky probably has the players' ears and Nick Foles has the coaches' ears just because he is six degrees of separation. Nick Foles is with everybody in the National Football League. They know him. They're comfortable with him. They know what he can do. So the coaches uh, – Mitch has got to prove something to the new coaches and Foles has got to prove something to all the players.
1: Okay, that's an interesting – that's an interesting um – dividing line there's the purple that the venn diagram is in the middle so, so pretty clever add, you brought eh? up, yeah it is very clever that's great Thank as you. long as we've the, simplified it as and and that's what we try to do here um, <laughs> yes we do you brought up the phrase passion energy and swagger that's what coach flip used passion energy and swagger baby that's That'd how count. we're defined in our room he, he played the baby card and the passion energy and swagger all right you know what to me now you tell me what it sounded like but to me, it read like he was writing a script for the offspring of SNL's two wild and crazy guys. I have no idea. <laughs> it's what it sounded like, and he's just one of these guys who's, you know, he's a football coach. And he talks about football players and football players have football swagger and they have football passion and football energy because they're football players and they overuse the word football. So how does passion get Mitch Trubisky to transfer practice execution into games? And how does energy get Mitch Trubisky's footwork in the pocket better? And how does swagger help Mitch Trubisky read defenses better? Can you help me on any of this, Mark?
2: Uh, nope, and that's what it's got to be all about. <laughs> they, they, let, they they allowed for that in the first two years. It was Mitch's team, Mitch's team, Mitch's team. Oh. We've even got an assistant coach as your backup quarterback and a project guy as a third stringer. They, they have stripped all of that away from him, and since the Combine, they have... They have dared him to be better, and they've done it publicly. So, yeah, and you know what? I'm with you. Forget all that stuff. It's about on the field. But if the coaches weren't speaking like that, like I said, they wouldn't be doing their job. Um, from the 6-3-0, Groats, do you call Ragone rags? Never got there. Maybe this year. Maybe year three. Because Dave Ragone is still there. He is the, the I think he's the passing coordinator. Um, maybe this year is the year that I feel comfortable calling Dave Ragone rags.
1: So it's a three-year break-in period. I, I, I don't know if you're going to get close enough to call him Rags, but um, I do want people to know the, the Tech Zone, where you can ask Mark what he, what he calls the assistant coaches. The Tech Zone is brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time, shop online at RosenHyundai.com. Well, I'm glad we got to the Rags question. So yeah, that was big. We'll take a, we'll take a break. We come back. Um, uh-oh. There's our sounder.
2: Stuts? Breaking call? Oh yeah, breaking phone call. I've got wow. uh, I've got a call from Otto and Westmont who has some issues with the with the bears coaches that you guys have been discussing.
1: Let's go. Oh, wow, breaking phone calls. We we don't wow. want to why, thank you. I, I am honored. Uh, the Happy Father's Day,
4: Rosie. Uh, Gross, I don't think you're a father, but uh, happy weekend to you. I course. don't
2: think so either.
4: <laughs> well, that's why I'm calling. I got some bad news for you, Mark. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, right. Uh, the reason why,
1: <laughs> Serving papers. The reason why I'm calling, I'll make,
4: I'll make it quick. I feel like this is, uh, I've seen this before from the Bears, particularly when Lovey, I can't remember the year back in the aughts when Lovey, Lovey was suddenly given power to hire all these different coaches that included Mike Martz, and he brought in guys like Adam Marchaletta and that, that terrible washed-up tight end. I can't even remember his name. Uh, and a few other. Randy oh, Molly, Molly. Yeah, Mollyuna. Thank you. Mano Malyuna. Mano Mana, Not going to work oh, here now anymore. Now you're going all manu,
2: Grom, uh,
4: But anyway. The, the guys that, that he's brought in, first of all, he's got 85 different cooks in, in, the, in the offensive coaching room. He still has Ragone there. This guy Filippo they brought in, he's been a failure in his last two stops. He got fired in Minnesota because they couldn't run the ball, their obvious strength personnel-wise. Last year, unfortunately, I had uh, Leonard Fournette on my fantasy team, and I watched a good 12 games of Jackson, J- Jacksonville Jaguars offense, and it was bad. It was real bad. And I know they had an injury problem with their quarterback, and I know they got Fournette. I think he had like 90 catches last year, which is something he's never done. But their offense was terrible. I can't see what swagger this guy is bringing in the room. He's certainly not bringing any success. And I still, further I don't understand, they had Harry Heastand, who supposedly, you ask anybody, especially anybody, named Darkush, he's supposedly one of the greatest offensive line coaches uh, since since the – since the invention of an offensive line coach. And the team, the offensive line was terrible. This SEO guy, he's got a lot of work to do. And I just, watching Bears games, particularly the offense last year, there were times where they looked disorganized. They didn't have to get the plays in on time. They didn't have the right personnel in the field. Uh, There were a couple times, particularly I remember the Thanksgiving game, they they only had six guys on a line of scrimmage they got called for a couple times. I, I don't see the organization, I think Nagy's got a ton to prove, they, they, they've invested a lot in him as far as giving him say over his coaching staff, and, it, and I'm just saying, this had better work, because I could see this being another disaster offensively like it was last year. Otto, Thanks for taking my call.
1: Otto, you have a happy Father's Day, do you feel better now that you vented? I do, I, I, a, I, a large weight has that. been removed from my chest. Well, good we we want you to vent we're here for you we we're taking on your suckage so you don't have to and I got to say this your point about coach flip do you call him coach flip let's call him coach flip because for a guy who got fired because he couldn't run the ball he's certainly with the right coach who has no idea that you are allowed to run the ball so he's certainly in the right organization with Matt Nagy who has no idea how to run the ball and now he's got a coach who doesn't run the ball? So you got to say they're they're right together. Now, um, does that make you want to vent more, Otto? I just want to give you the chance here.
4: How about this? Let me ask you this: If you're Dave Montgomery or his agent or anybody who cares about Dave Montgomery, what are your what's your outlook for the season? Not and in my opinion, I'd, I'd be scared to death. I'm probably going to get the ball half the, less than half the amount of times that I should be getting the ball. And the plays aren't going to be set up for my success. I know it's a team game and all, but yeah, they're wasting a talent in David Montgomery.
1: Otto, I think it's a great opportunity because then Montgomery can go out into the free agent market when the Bears have no use for him, and he'll say, "I don't have much. Uh, I don't have much uh, many miles on my tires because the Bears doesn't don't know how to do that." So I think Montgomery's in a really good situation because because he's got a head coach who forgets you can run the ball. Thanks for the call. <laughs> Happy Father's Day, Mark. What do you think about? Otto's spleen being vented there all over WSCR, Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score.
2: Well, if David Montgomery was to leave, then I think that a lot of people's dreams would come true because Ryan Null would become your starting running. back. <laughs> so that would be something. Um, here's what I think. I, I understand where he's coming from. There, There is no proof that has existed in the last two years that this is an advanced offense, even though, it has had advanced elements in it. It has not been executed. There's no doubt about it. As far as the running, I, I, it sounds crazy to say I think that they get it now and that they know they have to have some form of, of minimum running game as opposed to what they've had the last couple of years. And I do believe that, it, that Juan Castillo, the new offensive line coach, will have more to do. With putting that plan in place, then will John D. Filippo and even Clancy Barone, the tight ends coach, I think, will be tasked to do some of that. Bill Lazor. So there are definitely, for whatever it's worth, there are new eyes on the running game, and and there's no reason to think that that's necessarily going to work. But that's all I could tell you as far as good news is concerned. I thought that this text was um, interesting during that rant by Otto from the 847. Lovey Smith, I'm assuming, greatest Bears coach ever, and I dare anybody to challenge me on that. Pipe down, says the texter. Um, here's what I'd say about Lovey Smith Lovey Smith, it was exactly a good coach. He was a good coach in terms of the success. When you get your team to a Super Bowl, I think that you've had success and you could call yourself good and he had a nice run a nice nine-year run with the bears good not great i'd still say ditka was better i mean you can look at the record and all of that and how he managed some stars and all of that kind of thing uh but I, i think that i think lovey gets proper credit in this town
1: well you count super bowls you can count championships he has as many as you and i do mark and right. that's, that's how you measure it. That's the way it goes. That's the object of the exercise. Hello, as Herm Edwards might
2: paraphrase, you played to win the Super Bowl. And they didn't. Yeah. Did I, did I answer Otto's? Was there anything else I left out here with Otto? I don't want to just I, I, leave that I, hanging. Otto will so, call back.
1: His, he sounds like he has an uh, easily refillable spleen. I'm sure we'll hear a breaking phone call from him. Thank you, Studs, our Trash Panda reporter. For bringing that to us we got to take a break when we come back the Cubs aren't playing but a former Cub has a job we'll talk about that briefly before we get to what are you doing Wagner at the top yes. of the hour Rosenblum Grody Chicago Sports Radio 670 the score welcome and welcome back Steve Rosenblum Mark Grody, with you. Saturday suckage we wake Bay Club and you know, it's so great, Mark, the Wake and Bay Club allows that when, if we have static with the way we're broadcasting remotely, but so effectively, it's just such a resourcefulness by Spilkus, Mitch Rosen, and, and Shane Reardon, the man of meat, Meat Man. That would be, that would be a terrific superhero, Meat Man, um, mm. and his, and his, you know, superpower would be turning ribeyes into lightsabers kind of thing, bone-in ribeyes. Mm. That so, you can eat at the end of the day? Yeah, that's that because the lightsaber just lights it up and immediately chars it and makes it medium rare, so you get blood on top, you have blood in the middle. It's all perfect. That's that's mm. the way I see. And Shane used to have the facial hair that would be needed for a a
2: eccentric superhero. Do but, you remember when you and I went to that um, Brazilian steakhouse like a year ago? Yes, yeah, steak on spears.
1: Yes, I do remember. That yeah, was de awesome. Shone. Yeah, it yep. was. Now you you break on right into Chris Farley. Remember that time we went <laughs> I didn't to the really Steakhouse and ate meat on spears? <laughs> yeah, that was great. <laughs> oh my God, how did we get there? All right, uh, updates. Uh, Marley Rivera of ESPN is reporting, her tweet: Players are expected to vote today on the 60-game, quote jointly developed framework discussed by Rob Manfred who hates baseball and his baseball commissioner, and Tony Clark, who represents the players' union. This includes expanded playoffs and full prorated pay. The season scheduled to start July 19th. This comes after owners refuse to respond to the Players Association's 70-game counterproposal. I wasn't even sure the players would vote on that, but that's an update for players who aren't playing. Here is an update on a former Cub player who is scheduled to play, Addison Russell, remember him? Shortstop, second baseman? I do. He's finalizing a one-year contract, this according to Jeff Passan of ESPN, with the Kiwoom heroes of the KBO, the Korean Baseball Organization. Russell was non-tendered by the Cubs last year. He served 40 games suspension for domestic abuse. And he's supposed to be in South Korea soon and will be playing there. I, um, I sort of got mixed emotions about this. Um, on the one hand, I just think what he did was despicable. I would hate to see him enjoy playing baseball again. But for his ex-wife, Melissa, for the mother of their child he needs to play baseball he needs to be he needs to be able to earn an income he needs to be really he needs to be occupied he needs to not be able to have yet another reason to have those urges um to seek revenge on her as to to do anything physical mental emotional like he has done in the past so i guess in the long term for her well-being for the well-being of their child good He's, gonna, he's got a one-year contract waiting for him in the KBO. That's your Addison Russell update.
2: Many Major League Baseball players, as, as we have seen, we could probably make a list of players that have gone overseas in, in whatever league to kind of rehabilitate their, their careers and then they come back to America and they thrive and then, we, and then they're a good story. So Addison, for Addison, th- this is actually is perfect move. I think. I mean, because he he do- life ain't good for him around here. There's just no doubt about it. He's not mm-hmm. well liked, and he probably shouldn't be. Um, so he's got to re- he's got he's got to remake his image. He's got to remake his career because the other part of it is even while he was failing in his personal life, he was also failing on the baseball field. Like he yeah. he he had lost something. So he's. This is actually, it's a, it's a perfect move for him, and I hope he gets himself together, and that someday he can make it back to the bigs and make amends for what, what he, what he did. I hope he already has. But yeah, it's actually, I hadn't thought about that for Addison Russell, but that's a pretty perfect move for him.
1: We, uh, we're going to take a break, and when we come back at the top of the hour, we will bring you our segment. What are you doing, Wagner? We'll take a look around and see what people are doing during this this pandemic, we will have our, not one, but two Trash Panda updates. We will have a, we will have a, let me put a list together update and further underscoring a suggestion I made here last week. And we have not one, but two anniversaries, a sports anniversary and a movie anniversary. So we have, we have much to do here on what are you doing, Wagner? So we will get to it after this. I'm Steve Rosenblum. He's Mark Brody. Thank you for listening. We suck so your pandemic doesn't have to. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score.
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?